This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by Sir Taylor the Smith. and fire podcast i am sir matt the bud knight and i am sir ezra the watchful welcome to our song of ice and fire book club today we are into chapter 48 uh john 6 of a game of thrones and in fire and blood we are discussing uh birth death and betrayal under king jaharis the first and yeah and uh also sir ezra yeah. in a feast of ice and fire we will be discussing <laughs> Um, medieval apple cakes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, luckily I, I noticed that it's right at the beginning of the chapter. Oh, yeah, this is in the cookbook. So uh, stay tuned for that reread. Wow, you didn't, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I did not see that coming. <laughs> oh, wow. So, yeah, we got uh, three books we're into today. And we are fired up, by the way. I just want everyone mm-hmm. to know. Like, sincerely And, and blood. Yeah. The, the, the blood's boiling right now, yeah. Yeah. In a good way. Um. So, yeah, we, we've got an awesome show for you today. We're going to spend a significant amount of time in Small Council and in Fire and Blood uh, and mm. in the cookbook. So Yep. And in the cookbook, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, don't forget, at the top of the show, I'd like to mention that uh, send those ravens to btkcast at gmail.com. Uh, raven's Nest will be back here soon, so we would like to get a few more, mm-hmm. you know, theories and ravens uh, generated. Uh, we, we have several. They've slowed down a bit, so if you've been holding back and you're kind of like, Ah, the guys have enough ravens. Nah, we need you to send us one. All right, so mm-hmm. send those to btkcast at gmail.com. We don't care how crazy it is. Um, we'll talk it over with our bannermen and uh, discuss it in depth. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, um, first, let's jump into small council. Uh, Sir Matt, how you doing? Man, I'm good. Uh, got off work, rushed home. I know, sir, you know, that, that we have the time difference. I knew, sir, yeah. Ezra was staying up late so we could record. We are recording ahead of... Schedule this week, normally record on Sundays, post on Monday. Um, this week we are recording on a late Thursday eve. It's about 7, 12 for me, so that means it's, yeah, it's 10, 10. Uh, for you. So that Sir Ezra and I can have Super Bowl Sunday um, not off, right. um, but just to so we can watch the television, not for the game, but for the Game of Thrones Season 8 trailer, which I am <laughs> 99% sure is going to happen, so we can immediately jump right under our computers, record, and have have an additional show for you. So, What if it doesn't happen? You know, what are we going to do? Uh, I guess just keep waiting until oh, they, okay. they, they drop it. Yeah, That sucks. Well, <laughs> well it's, you know, it's nothing we're not used to. I yeah. mean, you know, Wait just, just like, yeah, the cold winds are outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's some polar vortex going on out there. But uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's contributing to the book winds of winter no. <laughs> so uh probably still waiting a bit on it hey man can i can i say something though real quick about winds of winter i really no please let no. me come, okay. sir matt, yeah, come on. i guess uh, no I'm kidding uh so i was listening uh the other day to to another podcast and we're gonna i'm gonna bring them up here in just a second but they were discussing uh some of the stuff that Gur has gone through with winds of winter you know and like in sort mm-hmm. of how I forget I forget the article and, and I'm, I'm I literally just thought of it when you when you brought it up there, but just how tough it's been for him to write it with the show like the pressure is really piling on like right. I, I think it was an article yeah. where 
he really showed the, like this this human side of, of himself where it's it's easier to write fire and blood it's easier to write Duncan egg you know but can his books live up to the hype that has been you know the HBO TV series it's it's a lot to ask you know so yeah I know that's crazy to, 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 to say but um, listening to I actually read the article um, when they they had uh, you know plugged it on another another show and it was it was kind of fascinating so I'll see if I can track that down for you guys just something to think about, you know, because, I mean, I, we love this series, you know, we love Gurr, and we, and we want him to, you know, just relax if we can. I mean, what, what do we need to do? Do I need to show up there with, like, a bottle of, you know, what, what, what's he like to drink, Sir Matt, you know, and just help him get comfortable, I, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, Somebody figure that out. What's he like to drink? We'll send him a bottle, see if we can get him, you know, just nice and relaxed to finish up wins, so... Yeah, I'm I'm ready for it. I I think I think actually I'm not. Actually uh, right now I'm quite thankful that Winds of Winter isn't out. You know, it's there you go. Uh, cuz yeah. with with the show coming back on our end, uh, it would be quite stressful trying to get all that content out. So Right. Now he'll probably release it. Yeah. Like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He'll still he'll screw us over. Yeah. No, nah, that's when whenever he does will be perfect timing and and it'll be great when it comes out. So I'm not in I I've always said from back in the day, uh, years ago, I said, let him finish. Leave him alone. Let the guy finish. Let him take as long as he needs because he is a master writer and he's doing a, a wonderful job. So, all right. Um, well, okay. Let's, uh, hey, I, I am actually, yeah, that, that polar vortex has got to me. I've been holed up here just doing work on the channel. And so uh, I got a couple of channel updates if that's okay, Sir Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, Sir Ezra, Can you I go just, right ahead. Okay, I'm just going to take this away here. Uh, first of all, we want to welcome all of our new listeners. Uh, we know we've been getting more and more folks in here. So if you've been listening for a while and you're wondering how to support the podcast, head over to patreon.com forward slash bend the knee uh, to see how you can get involved. And yes, I am looking for a squire. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, moving on to the channel updates here. Radio uh, Westeros, hosted by Yoke Boy and Lady uh, Gwynefer. I, I'm going to tell you guys something. So I decided, um, I was looking at some of the cons that are coming up that Sir Matt and I would like to attend and actually are planning on attending. I just recently bought us some, some tickets for uh, Ice and Fire Con, which, mm-hmm. is, which is in our home state uh, this year. It was last year, too, and we just didn't get a chance to make it. Um, we are going to go there and meet some of these uh, just awesome, awesome folks, you know, people who have been podcasting about... Uh, uh, Westeros and and what have you for a long time. So, yeah, just really looking forward uh, to that. Um, one second here. Can you hear that, Sir Matt? Did you hear what I just heard? Are you no. hearing like a buzzing? Okay, cool. It's just me. Nope. Uh, well, it must okay, be. Yeah. It's it's sorry. But it's the others over here, man. I'm getting plugged by. You know, I don't even I don't even know what. Uh, anyway, technical difficulties. It happens sometimes. I have no idea. It's it was like literally the old gods and the new were fighting in my ear right there for a second. It was. I'm sorry. It was weird. Um, so anyways, no, Radio Westeros, I, I reached out to a couple different podcasts, and uh, I was talking to Lady Gwen, and I just wanted to kind of plug them. When you're done listening, actually, really, we decided to do this as we get closer to the show, and folks are looking for, hey, you've heard Sir Matt and I talk about um, episode one, season eight. Well, when you're done there with that on Monday and Tuesday, because you should consume it like crazy, uh, then you should go check out someone else, listen uh, to their thoughts there, and then come back to us and so on so we've reached out to a few folks and we've we've asked uh we may be uh gracing well we, we may have lady gwen on if, if she's willing or uh you know yeah others just just uh, talk you know theories and kind of collaborate a little bit more so get to know more of those other folks in the community so i've reached out to several podcasts i've heard back from two 
um, and I believe I'll hear back from more. So I just wanted to kind of get the ball rolling there. Um, great folks, and I've heard them on other podcasts. They already are collaborating there, and so it should be great. We're going to meet them at Ice and Fire Con, which is in what? I think it's April, right? Sometime? April. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 when the show is back. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, it's like the second or third week of the show, I think. So mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be kind of cool to be down there, just you know, celebrating and and uh, get you know, it's on the weekend, so we'll be probably have a, a watch party. I'm I'm hoping. Uh, yeah. There. So yeah. Anyways, that'll be cool. Uh, Dragon Con is also uh, August 29th through September 2nd. I think this I've I've never been, Sir Matt, and I want to go. So. Me too. I am. I'm. You know. I'm. It, it's. It's time. You know. You know. I. I've. I've put down the fork. Yep. You know. And Come pick, on. Picked up the sword. Uh. You know. Unlike Rhaegar, who put down the book. Right. Um. Uh, <laughs> and so now. And now. Yeah. Now it's time to start going to some of these. Some of these conventions. Yeah. It is. It is. I am ready. I'm ready to go. So. Uh. And we know some of you guys go to those conventions as well. And so we've got cosplayers who listen and what have you. So. Uh, we'd love to meet mm-hmm. you guys and and do some meetups there. So, speaking of collaborations, all right, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is what I've been building up to here. Okay, I I know, guys. I'm just gonna say this. This is just kind of a tease. I'm not gonna tell you everything about this. There is more to come on this front. But uh, in these last couple of days, as as I've been reaching out to folks, I am super motivated, and the I, it, it dawned on me. Okay, I know why Rhaegar did what he did. <laughs> I understand. I understand 100% why he did what he did. I get mm-hmm. it, man. I understand yeah. it now, okay? Like, and, and, and I'll go into more of that later. All I'm going to say is we are collaborating with more folks, and we have some uh, Daenerys cosplay, you know, um, <laughs> that may be coming your way. We've got, we've, got, we've got a good collaboration. We may have a, a guest on the show here in uh, weeks to come, so... You get a chance. All I'm gonna say is just, uh, just young Mallory, go, go, go. Okay. Go look her up, and uh, she's wonderful. Actually, has been. We've been communicating with her, and we have some fun stuff yeah. planned with her, and, and we're gonna, you know, get there. Yeah. So. Yeah, we've got. Yeah, we've been we've been reaching out to a lot of people, a lot of people in the Game of Thrones community, a lot of uh, uh, people who do like cosplay, fan art, right. um, all of all of that kind of stuff to just kind of bring more people into the. Uh, in the community and kind of showcase a lot of the other stuff. But I, I know on the A Song of Ice and Fire Reddit, they do like Fan Art Friday, and I always think that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 stuff like that. And we have uh, what, oh God, oh I'm blanking on her name. I want to say it's Allison. Um, mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, I follow. She's she's one of our followers on Instagram. I I, I oh. posted something of hers. Yeah. yeah, on the um on the group, she's she's from she's from Texas. I I can pull it up here, but um, uh, really uh really nice girl. And you know that's the thing, especially like if you're an if you are kind of like one of our followers, listeners, and you do like Game of Thrones art or cosplay or whatever. One of our new patrons um has had had uh, uh gosh I'm blanking on his name. He's a he's a blacksmith as well. He's not Sam the Hammer, but he's he's one of our new. He's mm-hmm. a new a new guy blacksmith, and he said he's going to be doing some some work some like steel workings and 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 stuff like that um and then we had the the guys who sent us the song we've used as an outro a couple times oh sir taylor you're talking about sir taylor yeah sir taylor yeah yeah and then uh, we have some some people who who have done who sent us the outro we've used a couple times and stuff like that so if you're in the community and you 
um, do any of that kind of stuff. Uh, Lady Sarah Ruth in yeah. our Facebook group has been posting a lot of stuff uh, from the cookbook. Yes. Um, I know I know other people have as well. I know people ha- who have like traveled to see the set. Remember Lady Jade sent us something yeah. where yeah. she was like at a location on the set. So if you do that kind of stuff and you want us to, we're like more than glad to share it, uh, help, you know, help, help promote it. Mm-hmm. Um, any, any of that stuff because we're all about building the community. So yeah. Yeah. Just hit us up and we'll, we'll be more than happy to, get that going you know so uh okay another quick thing i want to mention is that we are probably gonna have around two to three musings a month going into uh the show and mm-hmm. that's just uh, i mean we did one for free which was just sort of uh sir matt and i talking as he was on the king's road yeah. on the way home fun little chat and uh we've got more of those so they can take the form of super serious as in we're going to break down some of what we're thinking about going into our green dream green dream episodes uh or they could also just be behind the scenes stuff so uh check those out they're nice condensed uh mini podcasts they're on patreon there so uh we Mm -hmm. should be good there we have yeah yeah yeah. Uh, absolutely you have the new uh green dreams episode coming up or is it out it should be out i guess uh yes so when this post it should be out or out the following day okay yeah cool so we'll have the have that updated the first uh green dreams there will be ready to uh go and oh i planned on dro- so we I, we have so many of those lined up that i thought by the end of february we'd get another one or maybe middle of february uh get another one of those going for you guys too so look forward to that lots of stuff we're really ramping up things there uh yeah so uh so okay. Matt, do we do we mention this last bit here this uh that i have highlighted did we talk about this or was that just on the um <sighs> let me see here the the tees the t-shirts uh did we talk about that? I think that was just on the musing, wasn't it? I don't think we actually talked about that. Yeah, and we posted in the group. Yeah, so I don't think we talked about it on the. We've the done so episode. much the last couple of days. I can't we've, remember. Yeah, what we've it's done. it's and we're kind of ahead right now. But anyway, actually, I think we did. Anyway, so um, well, another plug you, for it. Yeah. Well, we'll plug it again just because I'm I'm not entirely sure. Um, so we a lot of people asked us, uh, and I know we post this in the Facebook Insta- on the Instagram and the Facebook page and stuff like that. Uh, people have been asking us for kind of like merchandise and, and stuff like that. Um, and so we made kind of a tea public store. Uh, you can go there and you can buy like we took some of the sigils and stuff that we've we've had created for us, and you can buy a shirt if you want, mm-hmm. or yep. I think you can buy some other things too, like a. Phone case. It just it, it uploads like a bunch of different stuff, so you can get like a mouse pad or something if you want. But um, I mean, t-shirts is what I expect most people want. Um, and we had mentioned this before, and we mentioned it on the on the post. I know we set out about um, if you are a patron, don't worry, you are still getting a special edition shirt. So yeah, um, you are still getting something something special. Uh, I know we had one of our patrons kind of ask us about that. Uh, I was like, wait, isn't this a shirt mm-hmm. I'm already getting? Um, no, these are these are different. So. Um, but if you want to, you can go there. We have links on our Facebook page. I guess we could probably post a link to it as well in the podcast uh, description as we have. Um, if you, so if you want to do that, you can because we've had a lot of people ask us and say, hey, we want to support the show. And we're like, OK, cool. So yeah. here you go. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So. All right. Cool. I just want to make sure we, we mentioned that. And uh, yeah, so sorry, a little longer uh, small council today, but we just wanted to get through all the updates because we are excited and we are pumped and we're jacked. and We're glad that you guys are here. Uh, all right, my friend, Maester's study, you know, it's time to head there. So yeah. this week we are discussing, we're in fire and blood, um, birth, death, and betrayal under King Jaehaerys the first. And yeah. it's a long, should I, should I, it is, this is kind of, this is kind of a long, uh, a kind of a longer 
chapter. Um, but I'll go ahead and I'll read kind of the first uh, in- intro here. Jaehaerys the first Targaryen would prove to be a restless king, uh, to be as restless a king as ever set the Iron Throne. Aegon the Conqueror had famously said that the small folk needed to see their kings and queens from time to time so they might lay their griefs and grievances before them. I mean for them to see me, Jaehaerys declared. When announcing his first royal progress late in 51 AC, many more were to follow in the years and decades to come. During the course of his long reign, Jaehaerys would spend more days and nights guesting with one lord or another or hoarding audience in some market town or village than at Dragonstone and the Red Keep combined. As oft as not, Allison was with him, her silvery dragon soaring beside his great beast of burnished bronze. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's taking a, a page out of Aegon the Conqueror's book, saying that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the realm needs to see their king, uh, so that's a smart move. One of the, basically throughout the next several chapters, as it said, you know, the, the next several decades, or I'm sorry, the next several years, he, um, you know, goes on these royal progresses quite a bit, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. it, it, it almost, it's kind of funny, it almost seems like, uh, there are several, the first several, like he goes on them and then, uh, Queen Alisanne is pregnant and cannot go, you know, uh, this, right. this first one though, she does try to go. And when she goes, they, I think they're, they're headed to, uh, they arrive in Maidenpool. And what's neat about these is that he's just going to a region. So he might go to, uh, he and the queen might go to, for example, the Riverlands and stay there and visit that region for, for a time. So they're not really just going around the entire. They're they're this year. Hey, we're going here. Next year, we'll go to the north. Next year, we'll go to the Vale. You know that type of thing. So, um, just a little bit different. But when they first go to Maidenpool, uh, Queen Alisanne is pregnant. You know she's got their right. she's pregnant with their first child there, and you know that's a blessing. It's all good. Um, but they get there. She wanted to bathe in uh, Jonquil's pool, and it's just this you know. This uh, healing pool, I guess I would say, right, Sir Matt? Let's see if I can. Right. Uh, let's see. So, okay, here. Uh, Jonquil's pool. Um, she's there. There are some septas that, that were there with her. She and her ladies go in. The King's Guard kind of stand outside. And, you know, there's a great illustration in the book, actually, of uh, <laughs> what's going on. Uh, turn is if you're in page, let's see, it's page 200 of, of a fight. Um, of fire and blood, just a, a, a solid, solid photo. And it's her and her ladies in there getting attacked by these three septas, you know, who, who yeah. draw daggers because they think she is carrying an abomination. You know, they still believe that, um, right. you know, that brothers, brothers should not marry sister, you know, et cetera. And they have a child. They thought that she would kind of pollute their, their uh, pool there. And so she's not. Yeah. And rightfully so. That was going to say, well, you know, what do you think? <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like, no, apparently in Game of Thrones world, you know, it's okay if you're a Targaryen, and yeah. that's kind of it. Ex- uh, but so they're wrong in this case because they're Targaryens, so they should exactly. Have that's right. The what, what is it? The doctrine of uh, ex- exceptionality or whatever, whatever exceptionalism, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, but yeah. So what that that kind of brings up is that like, you know, the queen goes places where the king cannot go. Um, you know, the, the right. men cannot go in there with her. They do rush in once they hear the voices and the screaming. Um, and they're able to kind of, you know, put some of these women down. I think uh, one of her handmaidens might have lost her life here. So anyways, they yeah, Sir Joffrey Doggett and Sir Giles Morgan um, rushed into the entrance of the bathhouse. 
uh, never dreaming that the danger would lurk within. The Kingsguard made short, short work of the attackers, slaying two uh, of the hand. Uh, let's see, slaying two out of hand while whilst keeping the third alive for questioning. When encouraged, she revealed that half a dozen others of their order had helped plan the attack whilst lacking the courage to wield a blade. Uh, Lord Mouton um, hanged the guilty and might have hanged the innocent as well, uh, save for Queen Alisande's intervention. So Jairus is, is furious, he's upset, and you know decides... Um, I mean, he, they're ready to like make an example of, of, this, of, of all these women, you know, just to kind of show that this is unacceptable and and they have their they have their preachers right there's seven preachers out there preaching about this um oh the doctrine of exceptionalism and why right the targaryens are different but apparently that's not sinking in with everybody that's not you know not catching like they want it to um in in this situation but the queen realizes that she needs her own um protection right because she's in these she's in these places where the the knights or the Kingsguard cannot go. So she says, I need protection of my own, she told her uh, his grace. Your seven leal men are valiant, but they are men. Uh, there are places men cannot go. The king could not disagree. A raven flew to Duskendale that very night, commanding the new Lord Darkland to send to court his bastard half sister, Junkwell Dark. Uh, and I think we brought her up earlier, the uh Oh, she's the mystery knight who was known as the serpent in uh, Scarlet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So revealed to be a woman there. So, oh, that's actually this is one that when we did our original initial review, this is one of those uh, parts that I found pretty interesting. Um, just because she is a woman and she's renowned, she shows up as a mystery knight, and you know the kingdom knows uh, of her prowess. So yeah, she's sent for to kind of guard uh, Queen Alicent, and she does a great job, and she takes it super serious and. You know, is with her for uh, a long time. So, all right. Now, it, like it does, we, Sir Matt and I were talking before we started this chapter. It literally will, it just, every two to three paragraphs, it's jumping to a new thing, a new topic, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, right. So then, uh, not long after Jaehaerys and Alisane returned from Maidenpool, the queen took uh, to her bedchambers. Um, let's see. Th this tidings of the most wondrous and unexpected sort came from Storm's End. So Queen Alisane is resting up there. You know, again, she's with child and, and this is not good for her pregnancy. But they learn that Alyssa is with uh, child, you know. So she ha she was she, remember, she's yep. gone back with Rogar Baratheon and, right. you know, she's there at Storm's End. So, Matt, she's what? Or she, she's what? Uh, 44? Something like that, Sir Matt? Yeah, she's in her, she's she's in her 40s at, at, at this time. When she and, gets when she gets pregnant again, yeah. And this is Game of Thrones time, so you know it's kind of like if you think back to like Roman days, where forty is you know yeah getting getting older, right, right. So so we're worried about her, you know. I mean because she's I think she's had six children up to this point, and this will be her seventh right. maybe. Um, so they're just worried that she can't carry the child all the way to term, and and you know, uh, what have you. But we we find out that uh, she does actually, um. And so she gives Lord Rogar a son, so all good, right? And so we'll let's it we'll leave that there. But mm -hmm. they definitely are concerned about her having any more children. You know that's good right. enough. Rogar, be happy, you have your son. So, right. Uh, okay, let's see. So now, right after that, though, Queen Alisande, who was attacked, um, goes back and, and uh, she has her child. So around the same you know time or whatever. And unfortunately for Queen Alisande, her her child dies. So yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Fi- that's where uh, Aegon. She has a, she has a boy named Aegon, and he right. dies like th- three days after after his birth. Right. Yeah. So she's super upset and just you know is, is not able to uh, handle it. Kind of uh, goes into a depression as as one would for a while, and it's just uh, you know ups ups upset. So uh, okay, let's move on here a little bit further. Um, oh, this is a good. Okay, so when they're having their first child there, right? There is a uh, princess area right. is is the heir apparent right is the next in line this is this is reina's daughter who's been in king's landing reina by the way the more i read about reina targaryen i'm out sir matt i am just yeah. out on her you know what do you i i she's just not very nice i don't like her well you know i mean okay here comes the true targaryen the, the defender of all targaryens <sighs> it's true you know i mean <laughs> I mean, unfortunately for Reyna Targaryen, you know, she was a black bride. You yeah. know, it's like her yeah. her life is her life is her life has not been has not been uh, pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. We're, yeah. Okay. She had to suffer Magor the Cruel. I, I don't blame her for being kind of a hard, you know, woman. All right. All right. Well, all right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll see if we if I can change your mind here in just a little bit. Um, <laughs> but so uh, she's re- reunited with her daughter. Um area and uh that doesn't go very well uh her daughter is no. not fond of her mother doesn't really know her i actually think she kind of harbors this what this bitterness and resentment because her mother right you know just flew off to uh fair isle with the farmans and you know uh, uh stayed there and, and she 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 grew up in king's landing she grew up you know being um doted on because she is the you know, she, she's the princess. She's the next in line. And so right. Right. Uh, gets a lot of good attention. And you can see why going back to Dragonstone with her mother is not uh, not the same. It's not going to be fun. It doesn't seem like, a you know, something that she wants. Because so anyways, uh, Raynan does kind of that's the one thing that he want that she wanted from Jaharis. And Jaharis is sort of like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not going to keep you from your daughter. Um, but it causes a lot of issues. And, and we'll get back to that later. But it's. Uh, one of those things that that Raina just wanted to kind of possess people too, just to have them, you know. And, right. And yeah. She's yeah. She's she yeah. She's she's kind of a, a power monger. Yeah. Which is which is surprising because like it seemed like when they first got back after you know Magor the Cruel, it's like she could have made more of a case. I feel like you know to sit the Iron Throne, but really didn't the Lord. I mean, it was I don't know. It was. Like, like she's this queen that was kind of passed over, you know, she, she could have been, but yet it was the, as you said, it was the black bride situation. It was, it was all that, um, you know, stuff. And she was next in line with, with, you know, her first husband, uh, her brother, Aegon and, and right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I don't know. It just, I think that some of that was, is, you know, some bitterness that she like right away. She just didn't want to, I call it like not wanting to be in the public eye because she just kind of gets away and wants to just maybe live a carefree type of lifestyle because it's been so stressful for those first, you know, several years. So I don't know. There's that. Uh, okay. Um, all that had been taken, uh, from her when her mother carried her off to Dragonstone against her wishes compared to, okay, all of that. So that stuff been in King's Landing, uh, area is kind of upset with, cause that's been taken away from her. Uh, the Island. So this is being Dragonstone was a dull place, sleepy and quiet. There were no girls of her own age in the castle and area was not allowed to mingle with the daughters of the fisher folk in the village. So she's bored. You know, she's there's there's nothing yeah. going on there. The only person she did like 
So let's go over it. By the way, we should remind folks that like Reyna Targaryen has this court of people that she's kind of mm-hmm. she's queen in the West for a little while. And then, you know, she she overstays her welcome um, on Fair Isle and then um, Castle Rock. She's she's ousted there. They really just want people who just want something from her. And she's tired of that, you know. Uh, wanting a dragon or wanting a, a good union, so she asks her brother. She gets Dragonstone, so she is there at Dragonstone, and uh, but she takes her court with her, and so she has all these ladies around her that, you know, are kind of her personal. I don't know her her friends, you know, and oh gosh, what's her name? Alyssa uh, Alyssa Farman, right? Is her closest companion. She mar- she marries Andro Farman, um, and but really. I don't even know. Like, I think it's even rumored. Did she ever consummate the marriage? Like, they're just not really uh, close at all. She she more just did that to be close to Alyssa Farman. So, anyways, Alyssa though is is about the only one who greets Arya Targaryen and is is kind to her, and she kind of gets along, kind of takes up with her, you know. So right. So yeah, yeah. that was yeah, that was kind of the only good thing there. Um. Okay. So now back at the Red Keep. Uh, when Arya was there, she loved horses and hounds and what have you. She gets super close on Dragonstone to dragons. Uh, they became kind of her only friend, aside from Alyssa uh, Farman. So she is, you know, enjoying that. Now, in 52 AC, King Jaehaerys decides to go on another on another uh, progress, right? Over to right. Um, the Vale of Arryn. And he, again, as I said like the, at the start of this, the theme is... He decides to go on this progress, and his and then yeah, uh, his wife gets pregnant. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just what happens. I don't know. And she's really good about it, though. She wants you know him to, which really causes you to beg some questions. Come on, what are it's they? like? Is she pregnant before he leaves, or is it kind of like a milkman situation? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, well, that yeah, yeah, I would hope that. I would hope not. Um, that would be then the whole Targaryen line is just you know, just a mess, you know, in that right. situation, uh, which it kind of gets to be later on. So, but yeah, he heads to the Vale of Arryn in fifty two AC. She decides to to go, uh, or she decides to send someone in her stead to hold those women's courts, I believe. You know, mm-hmm. um, so anyways, it kind of this goes into a little bit uh, about this is a span over over, over several chapters. Uh, Queen Alysanne's laws. Which are essentially when she holds her women's court, she learns a lot from the women and kind of um, takes it back and is able to influence King Jaehaerys quite a bit and help make help help do away with these you know archaic type of laws that were uh, like, like like for example in this chapter they're talking about how if you were uh, if you, if you were married uh, to your husband but it was his second marriage and you like his his kids from his original marriage, his first marriage, um, they might when when their father dies, they might kick out their stepmother. You know what I mean? And they might just right. throw her out on the street, disinherit her, and that's you know there was no law protecting that person. So while the husband's alive, she's good. She's entitled to all these different incomes and estates and what have you. But um, yeah, a- after after her husband dies, then the kids can just disinherit her if if they're not like. If that's not their true mother. And so that's one of those things that she learned in the court and she went back to Jaehaerys and kind of like persuades him like, hey, we need to fix this. So some of that's a little dry, you know, and that's that's sort of what Sir Matt and I've talked about. That that bit is a little dry. The taxes are kind of dry when they talk about that later on. But 
yeah, it just shows her influence, and and that's why she's she's the good queen, Alisan. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see now. Oh, one of the taxes. While I'm on that, uh, just just r- real quickly, what's his name? Um, Rigo Draz, right? The Lord of Air right. is is right. Uh, a former Pintashi master of. Well, he's, he is master of. Yeah, we, here, we we talked but, about him last about last week. Yeah, I mean he's, I don't know, he's he's super filthy rich and. Uh, but he starts taxing everybody when they come into the city. And we talked about that also a little bit. Can we, we kind of jumped ahead and just how that is helping to fill up some of the the treasury and, you mm-hmm. know, what have you. So all is well. People don't like him, though. So there's some foreshadowing in this chapter. Just based, basically, he kind of flaunts his wealth and lives there in King's Landing. And, and the folks just don't like him, you know. So he's he's yeah. very, very disliked. And I can only imagine the, the, the Master of Coin is, is maybe often disliked. I don't know. Oh, probably. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. anyone anyone who's inflicting taxes is going to be. Yeah, it's not going to be, you know, well, well received. <laughs> right. Uh, so let's see. Because um, I don't think they had tax returns, about, you know, in, in Westeros. Yeah. By the way, don't forget, folks, it's tax season. So make sure you yeah keep on that. All right. Do we get uh, ours back? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how it works right now. Yeah. Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, not sure at all. <laughs> so, Okay. Uh, another cool little tidbit here, and this is one of those things. Uh, I I saw this chapter as like laying a lot of the seeds for what's gonna you know come in the next chapter. They really just kind of start these threads, you know, Gur does, and then we'll get more of the um some of the some of the big action comes in the next chapter. Because for example, Alyssa Farman at one point when with Reyna there on Dragonstone, she gets kind of upset and wants to leave. She she longs to go uh, home. She has ambitions to build this big um. Oh gosh, it's just a big ship. I don't know, uh, large vessel, swift, meant to sail the Sunset Sea, and uh, she asked Reyna Targaryen for some coin uh, to build that. And you know, Reyna just says, "I could not bear for you to leave me." But all um, Lady Alyssa heard was no, you know. And so she's given up a lot to travel with her and be her companion for like like over these years. And so she was asking just to, you know, help me, you know build this ship, you know, uh, let me sail around a little bit and um, enjoy life. And she says no. So that will come up later. And, and actually, there's a really cool connection to um, Ashai by the Shadow, you know, that connection of, of what happens when we sail west uh, off of the coast of Westeros and, and you know, over um, the Sunset Sea. It's it's a kind of a really right. neat, yeah. neat thing yeah. that happens later on. Uh, kind of scary, actually. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's one of the things that uh, you know Fire and Blood that, that the Fire and Blood does um, that I didn't think we'd do. Like, remember when we read the preview way back in the day and we talked about Allison not yeah. being able to fly over the wall? Um, right. And so, in in my reading of Fire and Blood, I don't think we've ever really get, we don't. It doesn't seem like we really get any like kind of definitive answers, right? And this may all be stuff we get in the prequel shows and stuff like that, where it kind of alludes to stuff that we'll figure out in season eight in the books. Well, the others and their history and stuff. Um, but I do like that we get those little like kind of, you know, like flakes of information and in, in fire and blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do. There's just little tidbits that give us hints of uh, Essos and what's going on there. What's happening in. Right. Old, and old and how, yeah, how it has that has that bigger kind of picture. Yeah. Well, some of the things that we've thought or that we've theorized about, you know, Gur does kind of confirm a little bit. Uh, it gives a nod right. to you. But like you said, he also doesn't give a definitive nod. So, right. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, again, like we said, this is a long chapter because we also have the birth of their first daughter, which was super, super uh, cool, the princess there. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody, you know, dotes on her. Queen Alessandra right. starts stopping, you know, she stops going to the council, all that good stuff. Um, the part that I want to focus on here, because there's so much, man. Okay, let me just... There's a lot. There's I'm, I'm going to stop like like going through the text here. I'm just going to give you guys a couple big bullet points and discussion points here because I want to make sure we get through them all. Um, while we're... Let's just finish talking about Reyna Targaryen, okay? Because okay. Andrew... Or, I'm sorry, Andro Farman uh, is... He, he's a mess because she just screws with this guy. This is her husband. You know, she makes fun of him, dude. Right. I mean, isn't that? Yeah. It's this is where I you support her all you want. She treats this guy like garbage, and yeah, she took advantage of you know his family while she was on Fair Isle. I don't know. I love if you guys disagree. The listeners disagree with me. Let me know. But I this is where it just goes too far. She treats the farmers like crap, and they took her in. They supported her. What have you? And uh, you know he he's talking about trying to help her with something, and she basically says you know that the wrong farmer ran away. You know, being his sister Alyssa Farman, so, who I think she was maybe intimate with. I think the whole thing is that she is she's bisexual and 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 what have you. So she has all of her ladies of her own court, and really, you know, doesn't spend a lot of time with Andro. And, and Andro used to be kind of the strapping looking, you know, uh, fella. And then as he's gotten older, he's gotten a little soft, you know. But he's still a good guy, and there's there's a lot to him. But she just, you know, just keeps him around to as almost like a. I don't know, just just to say that she is married? I don't know. So so no one else can tell her who to marry. You know what I'm saying? Cause, uh, right. You, you right. know how... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, like Rogar was always trying to hook people or you know, arrange marriages, right? So... Mm-hmm. um, But anyways, so what happens with Andrew Farman is nuts, man. So, like, they... just Like, he is... He's so upset. Um, You know, at one point, she, she, she has to fly back to see... Her mother, Alyssa, which we'll get to in a second as to what happens with her mother. Um, and he, he offers to fly with her in or, or to be to, to ride on the dragon with her. And she says, you know, you, you know, what could you possibly do but fall off the dragon? You know, there's nothing you can do. You're, you're just a joke. And it is super just kind of sad. Like he, he just doesn't get any of that respect. Um, around this time, and I'm going to kind of just jump and jump around and finish. I'm going to finish this uh, reign of thought so we stay on it. Because the book jumps all over the place. It literally will, will leave us here. With, it does. And then it'll go on back to Damon, Valerian, back it, to Queen Alison. So we're going to finish it. Does, it does. And yeah, yeah. And and we'll, we'll let's finish and then and then we'll talk about some things that you and I were talking about before this about fire and blood in general. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so Andro uh, decides actually. So I, it, it's it's theorized that like Alyssa, Alyssa um, Farman, she, she ends up leaving. So she actually at one point asked to leave. Uh, Dragonstone, and she sets sail for Essos, and she's out of there, right? A uh, fortnight later, it's reported that three dragon eggs are missing from Dragonstone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and everyone's talking, this has been well talked about on the Reddits and, and elsewhere, that these are probably the three dragon eggs that Daenerys gets in the main series. Yeah. 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 Uh, and they are. Which I mean, is crazy. Yeah. Could it, be. That's, that's definitely, like, the absolute huge big takeaway from... Yeah. From this, yeah, because um, I don't think it gives us information as to what the eggs looked like. No, I don't think it did. I, maybe it does in the next chapter, but I can't. This chapter, I know it doesn't. Um, so right. It, it may in the next, but yeah, I don't think it does. 
they're just the three dragon eggs and it's it's a uh it's it's uh it's something i mean so she flies to jaharis to let him know it's such a big deal that she goes to king's landing flies on dreamfire and you know he basically says i gave you dragonstone you know and like your job is mm-hmm. to protect the dragons there to 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 you know like how you brought this woman with you and she's a thief and she stole these you know dragon eggs and so they send their secret spies into uh Pentos and Bravos and you know all over Essos there and the free cities and they're trying to keep uh, keep tabs look listen for rumors of dragons because they don't want another dragon lord you know to kind of crop up which I I understand you know why you know mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't want somebody else to have a dragon and who knows if they could even ride it or tame it you know right yeah and they they don't they don't they don't want a, a dragon lord in the world that wasn't a Targaryen right exactly yeah so. Uh, so anyways, that's pretty messed up. She actually accuses Andrew Farman of helping his sister and, or did you whatever, they get in this big argument and he denies it, whatever. But I think he did. I, I think he did. I think, uh, I think for a long time he's been upset and I think even Alyssa might've been upset with the treatment of her brother and just her family in general. I don't, it doesn't say that. And that's again, that's just Sir Ezra speculating, but, um, I would be a little upset with the treatment of, you know, like her her brother and then her her uh her family so she leaves andro helps and uh what happens afterwards he it's just a mess uh he poisons he poisons the rest of her her uh, her little wim, her women's court and it's uh it's described by uh lord rigo draz as a weasel in the guts dead in days this is the tears of lice or lis whatever um so it's something that we've we've heard about before. It's this poison that he uses and and kills them all. I mean, he's he, he's first they don't know it's him. You know, they have no idea. Um, and after a while, I think one of the maesters sh- uh, shows up, or it, you know, word gets back to her that her court is being poisoned. And uh, this guy, you know, just uh, <laughs> he finally confesses to it, and you know, she meets him in the painted. Um, the, the, the room of the painted table and where he's always up there just kind of doing his own thing. And he, he basically, you know, uh, calls her out. She goes in with some of her guards and, and he kind of says, you know, like I could have given you children. I could have given you all these different things. I could have helped you. I could have done whatever, you know, you, like he goes, they thanked me when I gave them this right. drink with this poison. And, right. you know, he's just like, and they laughed at me at the same time while they drank it and died. Like, it's just nuts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, he clearly had uh, a lot going on there, and it's just sort of a crazy situation where she's upset. He actually, um, she was going to, you know, she ends up feeding him to her dragon, but he's already dead. He jumps out the window and, and kind of kills, takes his own life. So, uh, wow, it's, it's just, it's a mess, right? Uh, so that right. was one of the big, so, one of the bigger things there, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about uh, this Lady Alyssa and... Yeah. Um, so, this whole dragon egg big business, because yeah. I think this is like this is the the, the cool nugget to take away, right? So, um, and and something I kind of thought about. Hear me out. This could maybe a theory or something that I think could be cool. Yeah. So, so we know that these that Daenerys has three dragon eggs that are super old and they're like stone, um, and we uh it's to- it's believed that Daenerys's ca- Daenerys's eggs came from really far away like a shy by the shadow right mm-hmm. that's where they're kind of probably believed that they that they probably they probably came from yeah 
Um, and this lady, Alyssa, um, you know, she resurfaces in the story later on in, in Fire and Blood, once appearing uh, far, like, in the west, kind of by, like, the Sunset Sea, and, like, yep. once really far in the east, and, like, the ports of, like, Ashai by the Shadow. Yep. Um, we don't really know whether she has those dragon eggs or not, but Ashai is, you know, where it's believed that Daenerys' eggs came from. So... What would be cool and what would be a cool Winds of Winter tie-in with Fire and Blood, and we know Gurr does tie stuff in. If you read the Duncan Egg series, there's tie-ins between Duncan Egg and the, and the main the main books. We talk about that a lot. Yeah. So I'm wondering if he, you know, has been kind of putting off Winds of Winter because he has some tie-ins he wanted to do with Fire and Blood. So something I could see, this is a total huge rabbit hole I'm going to go down All right. here on. Surfer, I love it. But, you know, let, let's do it. <laughs> Um, would be something cool as if it was like Illyrio and maybe Varys who are looking for this maybe next Targaryen, you know, kind of claim to the throne. Mm-hmm. What if they had these three eggs and they tried them with like young Griff? Like they put they put young Griff in the in, mm-hmm. in like in, in like his thing as a baby because you right. know it's it's still possible he would have been a baby, you know, if oh, yeah. um, and so it didn't work or something mm-hmm. or um. You know, I'm just just tossing out an idea, and so then, oh, here yeah. comes Daenerys, the real deal. You know, right. let's try this. Yeah, so right, yeah, you present him to one, you know, to, or maybe they know something about you know Young Griff that he's not a true target. Who knows what they know about him? Yeah, or but, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they tried him with Young Griff, or they and they they on, and maybe Young Griff is who he really is, and it didn't work, and so they say, well, if the son of Rhaegar doesn't work, so they just give them to Daenerys, thinking that they're like worthless. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's that's a good point. You know, another like, thing. Like, you know, maybe they're like, maybe they've tried before or something mm-hmm. and or, you know, it's just the because uh, I do think it would be super cool if, if they if this was connected. Um, yeah, I, I there's. Well, yeah, because the rumor that they come from, you know, far. Right. Because, yeah. 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 Because the, 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 there's three there's three kind of logical things. One, it's these eggs, which would be cool. Mm hmm. Two, it's maybe some of the eggs from Summerhall. A lot of people believe that somehow some of the eggs at Summerhall got um, – this is part of that big green dream I've been working on for Patreon for, like, months. I'm yeah. just trying to – still trying to wrap my head around exactly how, how to put it pen and paper I've started. Yeah. But um, um, that some of the eggs at Summerhall um, – you know, there was like a blood ritual tried or something, you know, fire and blood. And that's kind of what caused them to turn from stone back maybe into regular eggs or something. Mm-hmm. And so that maybe some of the eggs from Summerhall are the th- are are three of them are, are three that Daenerys now has or, you mm-hmm. know, that turned into her her dragons. And then I guess the other would just be their random ass eggs. You know, like right. Just, yeah. yeah, right. Right. But this, uh, you know, these being Alyssa's eggs that she took over to Essos. She trades in for gold, you know, gets her sun chaser ship. Yeah, that that could totally. I wonder Because there's also there's also uh, real quick, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. There's also that that is um it's interesting because that's what Daenerys you know it, mm-hmm. it is is kind of Daenerys chooses the other route, right? Mm-hmm. Where um Daenerys feels there's something going on with these eggs and they're like, you know, you could sell these and essentially buy an army and retake Westeros. Right. Right? Like that's and then um her brother yeah. her brother think is like, Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll sell these eggs. Right. And and get a ship get a ship and an army. Mm-hmm. And so turns out maybe, you know, the it wasn't it was, selling them wasn't the army you needed, you know, because her her dragons are really what um you know oh. it gets her into Karth. It, yeah. 
it's really in uh, in the we haven't quite gotten there in the books. We're like right about there, mm-hmm. but in the show, it's like her dragons that causes like the the big you know Kalasar of all the other cows to be mm-hmm. like, oh no, she's the real deal, Khaleesi. You right. know, like yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, what's interesting about what Alyssa Farman did versus what Daenerys does is that like. I, okay, she goes by when she gets to, to gosh, Pentos and Bravos or wherever. She actually ends up going by Alice Westhill. So we'll have to look up the Westhill right. name connections if there's anything else there. But like, and she's building uh, this ship called Sun Chaser. Is is the idea this massive ship that she can set sail, you know, across the Sunset Sea? But she only got one ship, and and actually Jaharis kind of says that like he knew that's what she from Rainy or from from Raina uh, knew that she wanted to build a ship uh, and he said with three dragon eggs she could she could buy a fleet of ships you know right so kind of either this is one sick ship or she really she does actually have some gold left over I think in her um, the in the Iron Bank she entrusts that to the Iron Bank so so mm-hmm. there's that so I don't know I'd like I'd like to maybe chase down and see if there's more theories on her and, and you know her survival in Ashai and all that good stuff, you know, is she Quaith? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So could be, could be. You know, but yeah, you're right. It's it's a it's, it is one of the biggest you know takeaways is that three. Okay, they actually I mean you know there's a number on it, right? There's three dragon eggs that go there, and later on, um, uh, is it Barth? I think goes over and tries to persuade them to give them back. You know, and, and tries to. Uh, he right. know, they kind of yeah. know that they have them, but yet, uh, and he kind of like lays out these empty threats. The, well, not empty threats, but threats. You know, without actually naming what the threat is. Uh, but yeah, they're having none of it. They just deny having them, and they 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 keep them there uh, in um, Pentos. So crazy, man! It, it's it's a crazy little connection. So she lives on, and we'll talk more about what happens with her voyage and her jo- her journey when she gets to to um old town some crazy stuff her passing by reyna they were super close but miss each other it's it's kind of interesting but um all right just to wrap some of this up because this is this is definitely (laughs) it's amazing how much information is actually in these chapters guys it's so and right how much we can you could tease out and kind of really really go nuts with it um but anyways so after you know Alyssa. Uh, Farman leaves and Andro Farman kills everybody. <laughs> uh, Queen Allison decides to go comfort her sister, but Reyna cannot. She wants nothing to do with her and basically says, you know, leave me alone and, and just can't break through uh, whatever's going on there. She turns to uh, the princess uh, Aria and Aria wants nothing to do as well. She wants to just go back to King's Landing. So that is sort of laying the the found the uh, a, a thread for this next chapter that we'll discuss which is that area wants to leave she is desperate to leave she wants to get off of this island and she's done so in the chapter another bit happens too where where the um oh gosh the the in, in old town uh the high septon is it dies and they right. you know so um King Jaehaerys and Queen Alicent go because he was a good friend, a supporter of the crown, and they kind of finagle a few things with Hightower, and uh, I'd say reconcile some of the differences that they have with the Hightowers, and are able to kind of put their own um, religious leader, you know, in uh, there at the at the faith. And so they actually eventually the doctrine of exceptionality or exceptionalism, whatever it's called, is. It's a it's a go, you know. It's it's basically in there, and we're good to go. 
Um, so while he's there, though, the last bit to this chapter is basically they get word um, from, I think they're, they're somewhere, I forget where they are at the very end of the chapter, but Raina shows up on her dragon. Uh, they're getting ready for this big tournament. You know, they're, they're celebrating the end of this year. It was the year of the stranger, by the way. And all yeah. these bad things were happening. People were dying. I totally also just, just glossed over the, uh, what happens to Queen uh, Alyssa, which is that she died. So, so yeah. again, there's so much. It's like, it's like yeah, this is a big, thick chapter. It's, it's crazy. Every single one of them is actually going to be huge. But Queen Alyssa dies giving birth to her second child, and there's this whole confrontation with Rogar and, and, and Rainies and all that kind of good stuff. It's 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 nuts, and, and it's it's important, but, you know, it's actually important because her second her uh, second child there with Rogar becomes a big deal later on. So we'll get to her um, later. But uh, to end this all... Aria has stolen Balerion, the dragon, and she has vanished, you know, and so we've actually gotten a couple ravens about this, just asking us where we think she went, where did she go, and you'll find out next chapter basically kind of what happens to her, so, uh, and I think what we're going to have to do next chapter, next chapter is just as big, and we're probably not mm-hmm. going to hit all the points, we're going to just pull out some of these bigger chunks, yeah. because it is, the, the coolest part it's is a lot. It's really just, what happens so to much. her, yeah. Um, any thoughts, Sir Matt, just real quick, you know, as to where, cause even next chapter, once we get there, we really can't necessarily no, uh, answer the question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Uh, to me, the big, the big, the big thing I pulled away is the eggs, the dragon eggs, the, the tie to possibly Daenerys. Um, and even still, what, what, why, why is that important? You know, like, why would they, why would they tease that out if there yeah. wasn't anything, if there wasn't anything to it? You know, I mean, I, I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that so. is so well. Okay, that yeah. In this chapter, I'd say that's one of the that's one of the biggest things. I want to just also. I mean, it's it's also it's 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 more about Jaharis, right? It's more about the, yeah. the stuff he has to go through, um, and and the realm and a lot of the politics and stuff like going on like that. You know, um, yeah, and the and the similarities we see in, in the main series. Well, do you? Um, here's the thing. I think one of the reasons why. The Seven Kingdoms tolerates, not tolerates, air quote. They have dragons right now. That's why they tolerate uh, the Targaryens. Yeah. Because, you know, but uh, the reasons, I, like, there's not these uprisings here and there. Because it, it kind of talks about from one generation to the next, they kind of forget what Aegon did or this king did. You right. Know, a, new, a new generation will come along and they don't remember the horrors of the dragons, you know, burning uh, fields well, and, and, and stuff. Yeah, and, and they just don't care, right? Like, the uh, like it's it's a, they care about what's in front of them then and there. Right. You and know so, what I mean? Like, right. Like when you look at um, John Umber, right, and, and the Karstarks and stuff like that, when they crown Rob king in the north, yeah. they're like, "What dragons?" Yeah, you know what I mean, like, like we don't care about the dragons. Like right. it was the dragons that we knelt to. Like the dragons are gone, right? So we can do whatever the hell we want. Like, right? Yes, yeah, exactly. And, so like, and like it's, but it's that that type of mentality is is the thing. I mean, think about in the main series. You know, when the wars, when all the wars are going on, you know, it's like, well, we've got the king's colors now, you know, mm-hmm. like whatever. Yeah. So we can do whatever we want. So. Right. Well, and what I'm driving to, towards there, too, is that like uh, Jaharis, the reason why I don't think anybody, you know, bucks him besides the dragons is because of, as you said, it's more about Jaharis and about him building the roads, you know, uh, creating new taxes, changing laws. Right. He actually creates a kingdom that's set up for, you know, his his successors. That's really good. You know, if, if you don't have this long reign, this 55-year reign where he really changes things and he actually reforms sort of the Seven Kingdoms. So, you know, you're like, 
oh, hey, things are better with these guys in charge. Actually, we can, you know, cross. Uh, there, there, are, there are better roads. There are, you know, uh, even the Night's Watch is getting taken care of. You know what I mean? So it's like there's there's quite a bit there that uh, that he does. That wh- That's what's in front of them, though. As you said, what's in front of them is, hey, this is pretty good, you know, and it's right. better, yeah, than, yeah, yeah. better than what we used to have. So, you know, there, there's all of that. But the last thing I want to say, and, and I, I, hopefully we'll get some Ravens on this, uh, area, I believe, vanished and went to Valeria. I believe Balerion yeah. took her back there. It's the only place he would know to go. He was the last, um, I guess, you know, creature alive that had seen it in its prime, that knew what it was like, mm-hmm. you know, the old dragon there. So I believe he takes her there, and we will talk about why I think that, why why a lot of folks think that uh, when we when we get into next chapter. So so it's actually one of the coolest parts uh, to uh, Fire and Blood. So besides the dra- dragon eggs, it's one of the one of the better parts. So stay tuned for that. All right, yeah. So I think we're good there on the Maester study. Uh, again, a little longer, but it, it is what it is. Yeah, we want to get it in. And um, gosh, I wish you know, wish we had time to 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 go in more depth there. But let's yeah. move on to the reread, Sir Matt. All right, this week we are in John six. This is one of my favorite chapters, like in general, in in the entire series. Yeah. Um, but last week we were in Edard thirteen. Ned had learned that Robert had been mortally wounded by a boar, and his will he had declared Ned his regent. Afterwards, Renly urged Ned to seize the royal children to secure his power. Ned refused. Ned wrote uh, wrote a letter offering the throne to Stannis Baratheon, the true king of the Seven Kingdoms. Um, that's my little plug in right there. Uh, as the rightful heir, reconsidering uh, his need for men, Ned declares his intentions to Littlefinger and asks him to arrange the support of the City Watch. Uh, all right, last time we were with John, Sir Alistair had announced that he is passing eight recruits, including John. There's a celebration, but John realized that Sam would not survive without the others to protect him. John asked uh, Maester Aemon to allow Sam to become his steward since he can read, write, and do sums. Mm-hmm. This week, John is disgusted to learn that he will be a steward, not a ranger. Sam convinces John that being the Lord Commander's steward is actually an honor meant to groom him for command. John and Sam are taken to the godswood beyond the wall to say their vows before the old gods. After they have taken their vows, Ghost returns with a human hand in his jaws. Yeah. Yeah, this is a this is a good chapter actually. Um, where we yeah, so uh, I'm gonna read the first um, the the first little passage here, uh, which if 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 you join me in a world in a feast of ice and fire, you can turn to the apple cakes section because it's this it starts the same way. <laughs> uh, John was breaking his fast on apple cakes and blood sausages when Samuel Tarley plopped himself down on the bench. I've been summoned to the sept. Sam said in an excited whisper, they're passing me out of training. I'm uh, to be made a brother with the rest of you. Can you believe it? Yeah. Can you believe it? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can. Yeah. So real quick here, I do just want to talk about these medieval uh, kind of apple cakes here that I have in the world of ice and fire. Yeah, what are they? Um, so they're basically, so, um, it's kind of cool. And actually I will, I'm going to do a little plug for a, um, a feast of ice and fire here. Excuse me. Um, it, it's actually a really cool cookbook. Um, I've been wanting to do more out of it. I just, and we are, we do, we've done a couple and on the Patreon, but I want to do more. I just haven't had, had, had the chance yeah. to, unfortunately. Um, and you and I have tried a couple of these things, man, mm-hmm. the onion, we did the onions and gravy one. Oh yeah. That one is <laughs> and the, and the chicken. And stuff yeah. like that was really good. So good. The ice berries and, and sweet cream. And we've had some people post stuff, but, um, these apple cakes and it's, I just love that this book exists. It's <laughs> almost like, um, so they have medieval recipes and stuff. 
Yeah. And they pull from they have like what would be probably is more is closer to what they're eating in the show. Right. Or in the books. And it's based on actual like medieval recipes like this one is based off some German recipe from huh. 1350. Oh, wow. Uh, and I can't read the original text because it's in German. And um, unfortunately, you know, yeah. I don't speak German, so I'm not going to offend anyone. OK. Um, but called a uh, Krumpfen in germany okay. um it's basically kind of like a fluffy a, it's kind of like a fluffy dough and inside is you kind of like stuff apples um different than kind of what we would see today the the, the cool thing about the cookbook is then they give you modern versions of a lot of these recipes so if you just want to kind of do it yeah um whereas you think of kind of like an apple like an apple cake today would be kind of like maybe more of like a muffin right okay yeah yeah, but um, obviously they don't have sheet pans and stuff like that to cook this stuff on back in the day. So it's kind of cool. It's I think almost more of like a jelly donut, um, except it's not a jelly inside. It's more of kind of like just uh, like kind of apples kind of just like stuffed in. Is it like a whole apple or is it like they cut up the apple and they stuff them in there? Um, you know? I mean, just I'm, I can only look at the picture that they have. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it looks and it looks like um, it, it's kind of like they 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 kind of cut the apple up um, and kind of like okay. stuff and stuff yeah. it in. All right. That's cool. Yeah, think, think kind of like a donut. Think kind of like a donut, except um, yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it's um, you know, since they, they take some apples that they dice and core, um, and then they use some honey and stuff like that. So if you ever had, you know, like apple pie filling, which is freaking mm-hmm. delicious in general. Yeah. Um, put down the fork, sir, Matt. Um, right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so you know, um, yeah. So it's kind of like that, like that that kind of filling yeah. there. So. Wow, man. I mean, they're eating good is what you're saying up there, you know? Yeah. You know, you and I, you and I had some other stuff from the wall. They have it, they have it broken up into sections in, in this book. And uh, man, a lot of this stuff actually looks pretty freaking tasty. So, right. Um, what is it? And, the, and, and the rest of the book, just real quick, as I, as I finish up here, it gives you stuff based upon um, like regions. And so it's kind of cool. You have stuff like what they would eat in King's Landing and the North and like, the westerlands and then you get to like dorn and they're like cooking like um snake and stuff like yeah. that it's, yeah so it's heist a uh, honey spiced locusts that sounds quite tasty and um yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh i just looked this up so the the second thing there is so the apple cakes and blood sausage that's mm-hmm. I've actually, you and I have had we we've had yeah, blood sausage it's when different. we were hanging out with uh, some of our other podcasting friends yeah right it's really different, isn't it? It's just, it's kind of a it is a British uh, English type of thing, and uh, yeah, it's like this dried. It's like sausage filled with blood, or you know, I don't even know. It was actually kind of bizarre, but um, yeah, we had it. Uh, we were at a we were at a we were at kind of a party, and, and we had had it, and it was uh, it was okay. It wasn't. I it was, this is my thing. It tastes like um, I'm not big on sausage in general, like even like breakfast kind of sausage i just, oh, okay. I just don't like it but it, it, it's cl- it was much closer to like a, a breakfast kind of sausage yeah and i think it's kind of supposed to be kind of not like burnt but just kind of like more well done yeah it's often called uh blood blood pudding in in uh in great um in the uk there so i i don't know it's just different so yeah. it's a weird combo though right you know the apple cakes and then blood sausage i feel like maybe it's a great combo i don't know yeah I it don't just know. sounds odd to me um all right well yeah so uh they are yeah the guys were celebrating now sam can sell he can kind of celebrate right you know right. so so he now gets to 
um, become one of them, you know, go out and take his vows uh, with the other guys who have been, he's been training with. And, and that gives John some comfort because uh, he wasn't going to protect, you know, Sam anymore. If he, if he doesn't move up with them, then, you know, he's out of luck. So uh, he's lucky though. I mean, he gets with Mr. Amon because he can write and he can do all those sorts of good things, which is, which is awesome. So he's supposed to assist Mr. Amon with the library and the birds. Uh, and he needs somebody who can read and write letters. Sounds like Sam. Right. Right. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Where, where else do we go here? So they, they head down to the sept, right? Right. So yeah. Well, yeah. So they kind of, um, they, they, they head down, um, to the sept. So it's like, talk about like, there's a great crystal that, uh, kind of catches the morning light. Um, no one dares kind of say, say a word. So they, it is kind of funny. You, they see like, um, they see Sam there, right? Like Pip and and um, mm-hmm. yeah. and Gran and, and Toad. <laughs> yeah. and like, oh, okay. Like, All right. Sam, Sam's in. Sam's in. Yeah. Um. And so then they kind of um, I I like this. I, this is one of my favorite chapters. Um. Uh, Lord Commander Mormont stands up and says, "You came to us outlaws, poachers, rapers, debtors, killers, and thieves. You came to us children. You came to us alone in chains." With neither friends nor honor. You came to us rich. You came to us poor. Some of you bear the names of proud houses. Others have only bastard names or no names at all. It makes no matter. All of that is past now. On the wall, we are all one house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, at, then they talk about what's going to happen. At even falls, the sun sets, we face the gathering night. You shall take your vows. From that moment, you will be a sworn brother of the Night's Watch. Your crimes will be washed away. Your debts forgiven. So, too, must you wash away your former loyalties. Put aside your grudges. Forget old wrongs and old ones alike. Uh, here you begin anew. A man of the Night's Watch lives his life for the realm, not for a king, nor a lord, nor yep. the honor of his house or that house. Uh, for gold or glory or a woman's love, but for the realm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just goes on. This whole chapter, every, every, every know. sentence. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, man. It, yeah, it, yeah, it is great. It, th- this is why when I when I hear the old bear talk about this, it makes me think that back in the day when this order was first formed, I would imagine that for several generations after it was formed, it was one of those things where, like, it was the most – like they watched on the wall and it was right. super serious. You know what I mean? I can imagine like oh, hundreds absolutely. of thousands of people up at the wall keeping keeping, you know, eyes out for this enemy that that just almost wiped them out, you know. Um I don't know, it's such a huge powerful thing and I love that this is sort of what what's well, what, you know, struck George when he was, you know, um there in in England. What was it? Hadrian's Wall or whatever it was called? Is it something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. It's just so epic to think. I like to think back and think that this was such a huge, like a. Ma- I mean, look at all the keeps that they have. I mean, how many how many keeps do they have up there? And it's just like they all were manned and garrisoned, and you know, um, standing on the wall, like just watching, guarding the realm. Man, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, absolutely. So um, then it says, uh, "You've learned the words of the vow. Think carefully before you say them. For once you have taken the black, there is no turning back." Yeah. Uh, the penalty for desertion is death. Right. Uh, so then they go on to and they say, um, you know, if anyone wants to leave, go now. We won't think any less of you. No one moves. Um, and then he says, uh, you may take your vows here at Evenfall uh, before Septon uh, calendar. 
in the first of your order, and then they say, "Do you have? Do any of you keep the old gods?" John stood. I do, my lord. Right. Um, he says, "I, ex- I expect you will want to swear, say your words before a heart tree, as your uncle did." Mm-hmm. Um, and so they say, "There's a heart heart tree just a little no- north of the wall." Um, and so it's pretty it's pretty interesting too. And so, uh, you know, as they as they go on about that, Samuel Tarley stands up and says. Yep. Um, the fat boy wiped his, his sweaty palms. Yeah. There we go. Sweat. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, um, my eye go as well. And I do, I do like this where he talks about, um, and I, do, does this happen in the show as well? I can't remember. I, um, yeah, I don't think it does, I know he but. goes, I know he goes North, but I can't remember if he, if he asks him about, I think he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he, or he talks about how the old, the, the new gods never really answered any of his prayers. So perhaps the old ones. Were oh right. yeah. Maybe he does say that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is good. This is some character building for for Sam mm-hmm. as we get it. Um, so then they talk about the the order uh, that they're that they're they're getting placed in, right? So you know, you have rangers, stewards, and and builders, right? Um, and so you know, a lot of people get stuff. Gren to the rangers, um, Pip, uh, Pip to the Pip to the rangers, mm-hmm. Sam to the stewards, um. Mather to the Rangers, Darren to the Stewards, uh, John to the Stewards. And this right. is where John has a big internal monologue. Yeah. Um, and he, he doesn't really say anything until after uh, kind of, you know, Mormont leaves and Alistair Thorne kind of gives him like you right, know, that, a, big smir- a big smirk on his face. Yeah. Right. Kind of like it was a, a slight. Right. Yeah. But I can't see how Alistair Thorne would think like I get it he's 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 annoying him right now but like Alistair Soren has to be a smart enough guy to know in the long run this is bad for him because like you're totally grooming the next Lord Commander yeah you, you, you what's crazy is I don't know like I think and, Al- just, and Alistair Thorne's not like a young guy so it's not like yeah you're likely to become Lord Commander before Jon Snow yeah Right. What? Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, like he would have been right. That maybe then maybe, maybe one of the next. You know, if if John. Yeah. I mean, like, if if Mormont died like right now, I would imagine Alistair Thorne would probably be the the easy pick. Well, but yeah, I I, I think yeah, if John just, were a ranger, he'd be more likely to die. Yeah, and also, I mean, here's the thing: if if John wouldn't have, you know, if he would have played Alistair Thorne's game, you know, and just sort of like not not resisted him and shown all this defiance. He would have been a first right. ranger, and he would have just fallen in line. It would have been whatever. Like he, he would have been a gruff, mean old guy. But like Alistair Thorne yeah. wouldn't have this vendetta, this weird, you know, kind of um, yeah. Fix it, you know. I don't know. So also makes me Man, think: Does Alistair Thorne know something that you know that he shouldn't know? Right. You know. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because because yeah, because I don't know because Alistair, Alistair Thorne dies, you know, and so it's not like we, or no, does he die in the books? Alistair Thorne. No, he doesn't. He's away. Yeah, yeah, he's what, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he's still alive in the books. So there's there's definitely still something that could come out of it. Oh, yeah, people have theorized a lot about, you know, just whether he, if, if, if the whole, you know, John um, being, being a Targaryen. Right, yeah, because he was a Targaryen supporter, all that, you know, good stuff. Would that affect some of his, just the way that he sees him or, or right. views him? Yep. Know, yeah, yep, 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 yeah. So, so um, anyway, so th- then John gets kind of upset. John looks around in disbelief and he says, um, well, we, first we find out that, uh, you know, hey, Sam gets to assist Mace Raymond. So he kind of right. gets his his wish, which is great for Sam. Right. Um, and then, you know, John's John kind of is like and um, 
does I thought doesn't he say do you take me for a servant? No, no, no. Uh, yeah. I mean, at one point he, um, let's see. I think it, is he talking? Is he talking to Bowen Marsh about it? And um, Bowen Marsh is the Lord. Uh, oh no! Yeah, right. Yeah, right here. Um, and then Bowen Marsh turns to John. He says, "Lord Commander Mormont has requested you for his personal steward, John. You'll sleep in a cell beneath his chamber in the Lord Commander's tower. And what will my duties be?" John asked sharply. "Will I serve the Lord Commander's meals?" Help him fasten his clothes, fetch him hot water in his bath. Certainly, Marsh frowned at John's tone, and you will run his messages. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. um, you know, tend his meetings. Yeah, then, then he, then he, yeah, yeah. he says, um, "Do you take me for a servant?" No, Maester Eamon says, "We took you for a man of the Night's Watch." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you know, but perhaps we were wrong in that. Yeah. Well, and what's what's crazy is that it actually takes Sam to kind of show him. You know, um, because Sam was the heir, you know, was supposed to be, you know, like his father was taking him to his council meetings, meeting with his guards and stuff like that. Like he was grooming him uh, for, you know, the, the takeover for the secession and right. he ends up like he, he gets replaced by his younger brother. Um, so S- Samuel kind of knows what this is all about. You know what I mean? And it takes him kind of persuading John to like, you know understand that hey you're 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 gonna be next in line and that's what they, they they see so much in you that you're you know lord mormont personally you know requested you that's a lot yeah so yeah yeah and you know i still don't see how i i like again i'm just thinking more about um alistair thorne it's like also if he's if he's lord commander mormont's personal like thing like that's like like think like five years in the future right like mm-hmm. you know he and Lord Mor- he and Lord Commander Mormon are like best buds. So you know, like yeah, you're right. Just right, right now, he's still like a young guy. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't get, I don't get, I don't get Sir. Al- I, I like you. I, I still don't know enough about Sir Alistair Thorne to, to see his. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just yeah. he he doesn't like the fact. I mean, he's he doesn't like that he's that he is where he's at, and he also doesn't like that he's being, you know, being told what to do by a bastard. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Or or being being outwitted or being whatever. You know type of thing so and, and i also i kind of think sir alistair thorne knows what's happening here by him going to the stewards maybe he recommended for him to go to the stewards and then yeah. you know the old bear is like well then he'll be my personal you know steward right uh, right is maybe what happened so yeah um anyway so then so then john gets kind of upset saying you know he wants to shame me right and uh you know um yeah, Darren says the stewards are fine for the likes of you and me, Sam, but not for Lord Snow. Um, and John, John's like, I'm a better swordsman and a better rider than any of you. It's not fair. Fair, Darren sneezes. He's you know, like, that girl was waiting for me naked as the day she was born. <laughs> she pulled me through the window. You right. Know? And that's true. I mean, you know, some it of is, these guys yeah. and like that's what Tyrion says as kind of a like lesson to John. And this is, you know, John's character is always that kind of, um, you know, I think we forget sometimes Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, th- these are young guys, you know, they're learning, like they're learning, you know, they're going through lessons of life, you know, everybody, all the characters do. I mean, even Eddard Stark is learning how to play the game of Thrones. Right. Um, we, it's, it's all character progression is, is their chapters. Right. Um, and then Sam's really the one who kind of speaks reason to him. He's like, you're going to be with him day and night. He's, you're going to pour his wine. Yeah, but you'll also be arranging his meetings, squire for him in battle. You'll be as close to him as a shadow. Like you, like the Lord Steward said, Morma asked for you himself. Like he wants to groom you to be Lord Commander. 
So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, exactly. Just like I was saying, you know, like where he goes on, that's where he goes on to say that, you know, Randall Tarley was grooming him to be Lord of Horn Hill. And, yeah. you know, and, and it finally figures out that he's, <laughs> that's not the son he wants to take over. And so, you know, then his brother Dickon was, was the one who, you know, was showing more vigor and, uh, kind of takes over. So, yeah. you know, and then, then John recalls, uh, Rob being allowed to go with his father, you know, to all of his little, you know, council sessions and to learn and to sit by his side and, you know, all that kind of right. stuff to, to groom him, to get him ready to lead. And so, yeah, he, he finally comes to like, okay, yeah, I see it, you know? So, uh, all right, let's see. Where do we go to next year, Sir Matt? We're the heading out to the Grove there. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a little bit more, but basically, I mean, there's, there's not a lot more in, uh, in this chapter. So yeah, so they, they head out to the Grove. Um, I think the show does a really good, uh, version of this scene as well. Yeah. Uh, they go out at night, they go, um, you know, they, they go, they go and find a, a, well, a, a weirwood, a weirwood tree gone. John takes, takes a ghost with him and, uh, you know, they enter, they enter the grove, same Tarly, uh, turns and there's, um, there's some weirwood trees there, right? Yeah. I, I have this one line here that I wanted to kind of uh, read. It says once they had entered the forest, they were in a different world, you know? Yeah. It, it really is. I mean, it's like this very strange um place that they're in and it's just there's a different i don't know to be beyond that barrier is just sort of kind of we were there in the prologue and it was terrifying right you know what i mean and now we're we're going back there again uh to take our vows in front of this weirwood tree it's just it's just nuts man so yeah, yeah. when they entered the grove samuel Tarley turned slowly looked uh yeah at at uh they looked at each other you know face and turn uh, no two were quite alike. They're watching us. He whispered, "The old gods," as you as you just said there. So, um, yeah. So the vows. So something to notice: there is a difference. It, it, the show does cut out one one set of lines here. Um, it cuts out the "I am the fire that burns against the cold, the light that brings the dawn, the horn that wakes the sleepers." Hear my words and bear witness to my vow. Night gathers. And now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards from the realm of men. I pledge my life and honor to the Night's Watch for this night and all the nights to come. Yanelta's boys, rise now as men of the Night's Watch. So, uh, yeah, the show cuts that out, um, which is which is interesting. A lot of people, a lot of people say the horn that wakes the sleepers that could have a tie-in to you know, Winds of Winter, the you know the horn of uh, Joramon, or you know the the horn of winter the whole deal um, right. people people have theorized uh, about that so then I, I like i really like this line that comes afterwards you knelt as boys rise now as men of the night's watch yeah absolutely <laughs> it's great it is great yeah um and suddenly ghost was back stalking softly between two weirwoods white fur and red eyes john realized like the trees 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's great. It's a great connection. Uh, and, and he has. And Blood Raven was born that way. I'm just saying. Yeah, he was. And he was also born with two. He was born with two eyes and he loses one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just it's interesting. It is. Um, the wolf had something in his eyes. What's he got there? And it's a hand. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. That well, it's 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 a cool, you know, chapter where we get to kind of see them say their words and uh, hear them say their words. It's it, something, you know, Sam often refers back to. You've said the words. He says it clear up and through a feast. Of, he says it all the time. Oh, he does. Yeah. Yeah. He's reminding everybody. You said the words, you know, clear up until the end of Dance of Dragons. And it's important. And it's actually kind of like it's funny that once Sam leaves John, you know, that reminder is gone. And so, you know, Sam is out reminding his other brother, Darren, um, when they're in. Gosh, Bravos, you know, you said the words and <laughs> he's that reminder leaves and then John ends up, you know, we know what happens there. So, uh, all right. On to uh, send a raven. You can send those ravens to btkcast at gmail.com. Uh, this week we have Lady Shannon who sent us a raven. Uh, just kind of a follow up to our Illyrio uh, child connection, young Griff uh, situation. So she says, uh, dear sirs, I just listened to the most recent episode of the read-through. Upon doing some research, there is actually some evidence to support the theory that young Griff could be the child of Illyrio. In A World of Ice and Fire, it's stated that a lot of the Lyceni population had uh, Valyrian characteristics. Pale skin, uh, silver gold hair, purple, lilac, blue eyes. And, you know, uh, yeah, the free cities, you, you talk about some of the, yeah, just some of the... Well, I was actually just uh, in this past Fire and Blood chapter, they were talking about uh, being a mongrel and being a mixed, you know, uh, group of people, the slaves, and then also some of the Valyrians who maybe did escape that we don't know about. So anyways, yeah, kind of a, a, a cool tidbit there. In Tyrion 2 of A Dance of Dragons, Illyrio takes, uh, talks about his wife, Sarah, uh, who worked in the Lyceni Pillow House. She's the one who Illyrio has a portrait of uh, in a locket with golden silver hair and blue eyes. The Lysini do still have some blood of old Valyria, so young Griff could be Sarah and Lyrio's child, even if he does have uh, purple eyes. Um, let's see. Uh, let, oh, and, and also she goes on to make the point that there are cases of Targaryens having blue eyes. Queen Alysanne, for example, was the child of a Targaryen and uh, Valerion and had blue eyes. It's likely unrelated, but there are even some people of Dorne who have purple eyes as well. Without the Valerian blood, Ashara Dane is known for her violet eyes. Very true. Yes. Uh, there are so many possibilities. It's almost, uh, it almost seems too easy for young Griff to simply be Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it, it does. There's right. We have no idea on that front. You know, there, there is a lot of hinting, um, one way or the other, but, you know, it could be Illyrio's child, could be Aegon's child, could be a Blackfire descendant. Uh, we just don't know, you know, and it's, it's kind of cool. It could be, yeah, it could be, as I said the other day, mm-hmm. you know, young Griff as, uh, you know, could, could be Rhaegar's kid. Yeah. So I staunchly disagree. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm joking. Man. I'm okay. Joking. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what yeah. Tyrion Tyrion brings up the point that um, you know, his eyes, you know, he has that he has that kind of that kind of that kind of blue that blue eyes is because um, 
the hair. They look the, he right. He says they look blue because you've dyed your hair. Is it because you're mm-hmm. trying to hide you know purple eyes? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, or is it? We don't know. We we have to. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, and there's other yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And as she brings up, Ashar Dane also has violet eyes. So yeah, that does it doesn't necessarily mean he is. Um, it just means that yeah, you know, some of those characteristics he you know he 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 may possess. So um, right. yeah, and I get it. The idea that it's too easy, you know, it's like is R plus is R plus L equals J too easy, or is it just too you know is it too easy now because. I think that's what you some know, people have said. Everyone's, like everyone's figured, everyone's figured it. I, th- I think you know, it, it's just that the books have taken so long. Like if you right. if he had put these out like his original plan, I think uh, you would have been surprised when he got to the end. It's just that they've taken so long that everyone's you know picked apart every single possible thing yeah. from it. But there's still so many mysteries. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's cool. Uh, thank you, Lady Shannon. You know, for that. Uh, we were kind of last week just. You know, trying to figure out we got in the Raven and we wanted to kind of talk about a little bit. Maybe this is something we can kind of circle back to in Raven's Nest once we we, if you guys want to gather your thoughts on that and discuss young Griff a little bit more. uh, I am all for it. You know, I I, I love talking about him and and the connections, you know, that we may um, make to either the histories or to other folks in uh, Westeros. So, yeah. All right, um, let's move on here to Man the Wall. I just want to give a quick shout-out to our bannermen. Uh, Each and every week, we want to thank these folks for uh, supporting us on our uh, Patreon. That is uh, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lord Hunter the Foulmouth, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, uh, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, um, Peter, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, the Ghost of Harrenhal, and Sir Quentin. So thank you to you guys. Um, Always... A pleasure. Um, they also are in our Raven's Nest, so we talk to them, you know, time and uh, every other month. We're going to be talking to them in Raven's Nest, discussing some of these theories and Ravens, you know, um, as we as we move along here. So, uh, and this week, Sir Matt, we actually had someone reach out to us, and we we kind of uh, we don't advertise this much anymore. It's just basically if it's a, it's upon request, really. If you'd like a knighting ceremony, and mm, yeah. Uh, so we do. We did have someone, you know, step forward and uh, decide that they wanted to be knighted. And you know, Sir Matt, it takes a knight to make a knight. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It does. <laughs> so yes, I it mean, does. Do, do you want to do the honors here, or, or would you like me? Or no, I'll let I'll let you do it. You are you. Are, right. You know, I uh, I I hooked uh, yeah I hooked him up with a uh, some some stuff as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, and the thing, guys, one thing you probably noticed is that, you know, Sir Matt is super careful in who he knights, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's, he's not just passing them out like candy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, Taylor, in the name of the warrior, I charge you to be brave. In the name of the father, I charge you to be just. In the name of the mother, I charge you to defend the young and innocent. In the name of the maid, I charge you to protect all women. In the name of the smith, I charge you to mend the broken. In the name of the crone, I charge you to seek wisdom. In the name of the stranger, I charge you to face death with sword in hand. Rise, Sir Taylor the Smith. Yeah. <laughs> ah, it's so much fun. Um, so great. So, yeah, this this episode was actually brought to you by Sir Taylor. Uh, we appreciate all your support there. And uh, we've got some fun stuff on Patreon. So we really you know, would love for you guys to go enjoy that. We've got the collaboration piece coming up as well uh, where we'll be kind of you know discussing... Uh, some theories and thoughts with other folks and, and again um, 
when you get a chance, if when you're done listening to us, head over to Radio Westeros and check out uh, Yoke Boy and Lady Gwen and give them a listen. So, yeah. All right. All right. Well, Sir Ezra, I think this has been a, a pretty a pretty solid episode here. Um, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 49, Eddard 14. Yeah. Uh, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com. We will see you in a week, unless there is a Super Bowl t- uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones trailer, in which case we will probably have, yeah. we'll have seen you before this episode, but after we record. But yeah. as always, be sure to remember that winter is coming.